All right, BradCooney.com would like to welcome to the show recording artist Keithian. What is up, Keithian? Hey, man, how you guys doing? Doing good, man. Thanks for coming on the show, man. We're looking forward to this one. Dude, thank you so much for having me, bro. It means a lot. <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. Look, you've been doing this thing for a minute now, this music thing. I want to talk a little bit about your background. I guess before we get into the current stuff, kind of rewind for me a little bit and tell me how you got started in the music business. Well, I'm kind of came from a music family, man, where, like, pretty much people, we just played music and just, like, was very involved. My grandfather was a jazz musician, so I just picked up music, like, really naturally. I picked up saxophone, and he's like, oh, you want to do the saxophone? And try it out. So I played it, and then, like, from there, just kind of moved on to, like, producing and writing for other artists. And I was in a boy group, and then, like, I got signed to a label as a solo act, and then, you know, here I am now. <laughs> so now, are you... Are you are you born and raised in, in New Orleans? Are you a New Orleans guy? Yeah, I'm, I was born and raised in New Orleans and then in Longview, Texas, too. So back yeah. and forth all through Louisiana and everything. So, yeah. So you have that, that Louisiana. There's, there's, you know what? I, I live in maybe... I live maybe less than three hours. I could probably get to New Orleans in a two and a half hours from my house. Where do you live at? I live, I live in Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, I've been over to Jackson. I've yeah, been to Jackson, man. man. We used to go out, like, cross-country meets and everything, doing shows and stuff like that for Jackson State. Yeah. And all kinds of things. So, so New Orleans, I'm down there, you know, I wouldn't say a lot, but I'm down in New Orleans fairly often, and it's got such a rich culture of music, so you, you had that, you had that going for you early, huh? Yeah, man, I was lucky to have grown up in that whole rich culture of music, and it was influenced by a lot of stuff, man, so yeah. Yeah, man. So when I was reading your bio, you mentioned that this a minute ago, briefly about you were signed as a solo act. And that was to Virgin Records, which is a gigantic record company. So I'm curious, so, so what happened? I, I did read a little bit about they weren't really quite sure, like, where, what genre to maybe, to maybe to, to point you in. Can you, can you build on that a little bit more? Tell us a little bit more about what happened with Virgin Records. I guess the best way to say this is that, like, you know, uh, you know, you go into labeling, it's about business, bro. Like, I grew up in music and just having fun, mm -hmm. and I knew it was serious, but not, you know, the business is a totally different thing. So, when you go into the business world of it, they're looking for results, and they don't really know you. They just basically like trying to get the results from you. So, I was really young, and I wasn't really aware of this, or whatnot. So, I didn't really get a chance to get like a great experience. If I knew what I knew did now, then I would be much better. But like they didn't really know what was going on or how to market me at the same time. I didn't even know how to do it or explain it to them as myself. But I was making good music. That's all that should have mattered, but you know. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, the music industry is really, it's just a real cutthroat. It really is. It's just a cutthroat business. It's been that for, for decades. It's been like that for a long time. Yeah. It's what it is. Yeah. Man. All right, so let's fast forward a little bit. So, so you you started doing your own thing. Um, so, what happened next after you you parted ways there? What was the next? What was next up for you? Man, I put out an EP. I was just kind of like one of those situations where it's like, great, I'm done. Let's just put music out. So I, I produced a full EP and we put it out. I did song. I, I mean, I did did shows. I toured around. I did residencies with my dad, and we just kind of built like a. a show 
You know what I'm saying? So since then, like, I, I, I did that for a few years. That's been, like, two years ago. So now I'm back, like, with new music, and I want to just go streaming platform all across the board and just do what most of the, the new artists are doing these days, but they're indie, and it's just kind of like, do it. So I'm listening to your single, uh, Birds. I just listened to it a little while ago. It's got a real nice, it's got a real nice vibe. It kind of, when I was listening to it, it kind of took me away to like I was, I was chilling maybe like in New Orleans, man, just chilling with a drink in my hand, just kind of, you know, just kind of relax and just kind of like feeling good about things. It has a real nice vibe to it, that song. A cold drink, yeah. What's that, man? Chilling like chilling with a cold drink or something like that, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Man. Exactly. I just, I just, just, I focused on vibes. I focused on just like doing stuff that felt good. And me and my, me and the producer got in there, Oliver, who's also my MD in my band. And we just got in the studio. We were working for Rihanna. She was in there, but we were like writing songs for Rihanna mm -hmm. for her new project. And we realized sometimes they just place you in sessions with different writers and artists and producers and whatnot. So we were placing a session. We realized that we had major vibes. So we kind of jumped after doing um, a few of our sessions. We jumped into a session with um, just me and him and dude, came out with like tons of great songs that I just was like, we can't hold on to these. We need to let them out. <laughs> Put them out. <laughs> now that now, now was that was that with the keyboard player the, the Oliver was that exactly, with him yeah yeah bro yeah man yeah. incredible so we just pretty much jumped and did this thing and you got birds and then you have more music to follow so yeah the EP to my pain is that is that is that that's that's uh is it, are you gonna drop more singles off that EP or is that is that you have a new EP coming. That's the EP that I have coming in um, January, yeah. and, or I, I don't want to give these guys any dates because you never know. It might drop faster. Yeah, man. Might be slow, like you know. But yes, that's what I plan on doing, um, and that's where those songs would have came from. So I want you to talk a little bit more about the Rihanna. Um, how does that work? Because a lot of my listeners, when they hear that, they'd be like, "Oh man, he's, he's this dude. You know, he works for, he works with Rihanna." Which, in, in, which theoretically it is, is it, 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 it songwriting for potentially for her to pick up and, and sing, or how's that work? Yeah, man. So basically, um, as a as a producer writer around town, like we get publishers and, and and other people that want us to like write for new artists or just for artists that are very established. And Katy Perry, Rihanna, are some huge people that people usually like to write to and get a chance. You know, they're obviously they're incredible and they kill mm -hmm. whatever you give them <laughs> and and their vibes. So. Basically, we go to writing camps sometimes where we work with different people and we just go in there and just try to like just turn out songs that we feel that they may work or may work for whoever, whatever artist it is. Most of the time, um, if it's an artist of that magnitude, you know, they're usually like, like around the world touring and doing their own thing. So we'll write like several songs, give it to the publisher, publisher and management to play it for the artist or their people and they'll pick and choose a few songs that they want. Mm -hmm. I mean, truth is that, like, I know they held holding on to two songs, but we don't usually find out sometimes until, like, what, like, until a week prior that, oh, she recorded my song, and then, oh, wow. or if she needs us to come in the studio and do some stuff like that. 
I got, I've not gotten the call yet, but, I mean, you know, <laughs> it never, you never know what happens. No. And in that case, you know, placements on different artists. I've done placement on different place people. And, and yeah, it's just, it's another means of um, creating, in my opinion. Yeah, it's actually a great way to create because, because you know, it's potentially... It's potentially going to be picked up by a musician of, of Rihanna's stature, which is, you know, she's like, she's just an icon. So, so you almost, it almost raises, it almost like raises your game, um, because you have to, because of the competition. I'm sure there's people out there, brilliant songwriters alongside of you, that want that same opportunity so they can put Rihanna on their resume. Exactly, man. It's like, it's very, very, um, competitive. But, you know, everybody, there's a good positive competitive energy on the songwriter space for the most part. It gets a little dirty when you get into the business. So, you know, it's no control, but it's all great. Like I said, it's created and we're always, most artists and producers are writing, even other artists like myself are excited to see like, okay, cool, I wrote this on so-and-so, let's see if it comes, or if they take it or they pick it up or if we re-record it or whatnot. And then if it doesn't work sometimes, you know, you hand it over to a different artist and they make it in. You'd be like, what the heck? I didn't know Mary Dick Lodge and Britney Spears was going to jump on this. You right, know what I'm right. saying? So, let me ask, let me ask you a question. So, so, and, I, and I'm asking you because I simply don't know the answer to this. Um, so, what happens if you write a song and it's, let's say you let's, let's let's use Rihanna for example? What happens if you write her a song and and um, it's like say let's say you know a year goes by and nothing happens? Is there like a time limit to where you can use it for yourself? What happens if? Is you have to sign like a contract or anything like that? Like, what, I guess what I'm getting at is, what happens if you write the song for her? It doesn't get picked up, so you say, you know what? I'm going to release it for myself. So then all of a sudden she picks it up. So you got like two people, you know, claiming the same song. And how do how do we prevent that from happening? You sometimes that actually happens. I mean, there's the way you prevent it. I guess you could say is just you have good business behind you. Yeah. Even though, like you look at the song, you be like, all right, this is the song I want to submit to other people, and then you can kind of place a time frame on it yourself. Maybe be like, all right, within a year, if nobody gets this song and nobody record it, then I'm gonna try it on some, on myself or somebody else. At the same time, um, you know what? Like I let that shit go. Meaning that like I just write shit and then like two or three years later or a month or so later, however it takes, I'll be like, What? I didn't know that I didn't know I didn't know that was gonna happen. So if it's a song that I'm passionate about, um I usually immediately will pull it and be like, Hey, this is for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Alright, so I wanna get back on your EPs again. So you got so Okay, so just what what is this power power EP? Is that is that what's coming up? No, that's that's all old now. You can check out Power any of those songs on any of the streaming platform, which you can find it also Birds. And then the Power EP is just like good solid acoustic feeling songs, not nice. overproduced. I produced it literally solely by myself, so it's not like it's it's not like I'm not a uber producer I'm pretty much an artist mm -hmm. producer writer so I, I take my stuff to other people sometimes but in that case I was like mm -hmm, let me just do it myself and I did it inside like my studio at home mm. and we put it out and yeah so this time I just was like Larry that's just a little bit of authentic 
speech and now it's more off that you can use but like I guess you can say to the higher power <laughs> yeah yeah I, love, I like that so how many instruments do you play um I've never counted but I can play alto soprano tenor saxophone I can do a little bit of the clarinet only because the fingering is the same right um I can't, I can't play the oboe or bassoon because my mouth don't do that. Don't, it don't, it don't work like that. So I can't get my mouth to do the read, right? Yeah. And then, um, I can blow and make a few notes in the flute, but not really. Um, but I can play the guitar and I can play the keys. Nice. And I can, I can bang on some percussion too. Like, you know what I'm saying? You play a little drums? <laughs> no, I don't really play the drums, but I can, you know? So like I play, I can play the just mallet type of instrument. Meaning that like if you hit on it, a xylophone or something like that, I can play that shit. You can play the. I'd like to say I can play the triangle, bro. You know what's crazy? Man? I can play guitar. I've been playing guitar for about 30, 35 years. And you know what? I've been playing guitar for a long time. I've been playing guitar for about thirty five years. Um, but what's crazy about with me? I mean, I, I can play rhythm guitar, I can finger pick, but I can't play, like, I'm not really good at scales because my fingers aren't long enough. I got, I got pretty small hands. But what's crazy about me, what's really crazy about me is I can play guitar, but, but I can't sing and play at the same time. Also, my friend who passed away many years ago, but he was a great drummer, he tried to teach me how to play drums one time. He's like, hey, man, you play pretty good guitar. You want to learn how to play drums? I said, yeah, I'd love to learn how to play drums. So he sits me down, uh, you know, at his drum set, and I promise you, man, I ain't kidding you. Within two minutes, he kicked me off. He's like, "Nope, you're never gonna get it," because I can't, I can't, because I'm not ambidextrous. I can't, I can't, like, you know, use my feet and my hands at the same time. He's like, you, "I don't want to waste your time. I don't waste my time. If you can't do that little beat that I just showed you, you forget it. You're done. You can't believe you never played drums." <laughs> you know what? Though he wasn't BSing me, though. I could tell. I could. I could tell myself because I, I just can't. For some reason, I can't. I can't. I can't. You know, I can use my feet and play guitar. I'm not sorry. I'm not guitar. Use my feet and then use my hands on the drums and then use the, my feet for the bass pedal. I just couldn't coordinate that for some reason, man. It's never gonna happen. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I guess riding a bike. So I guess if it happens, it happens. Yeah, it doesn't. that's it. The world. That's what it is. All right, so you got the To My Pain, you got the Power EP, the song Birds. What, what? Single Birds. Yeah, it's Single Birds. I, I, I like that. I like that. I mean, you get any spins with that song? Are they spinning that in New Orleans? Yeah, man, they're spinning. I actually just got uh, an interview for Houston, a uh, radio station for interview um, in Houston. I think it's called The Box. And yeah. I can't wait. So it's like a... Yeah, man, I'm just, we're just confirming dates because I'm in L.A. right now, but I'll be going back down home and just spending, like, most of December back in New Orleans and Texas. Yeah, yeah man, that's, that's a great song, man. It's a great song. All right, who who were, um, who were some of your musical influences coming up? Um, Coming up, I was influenced by a lot, like, literally Miles Davis. Oh, or, Miles Davis. Yeah. Miss Ross, Janet Jackson, Jay Z, Marvin Gaye, Sam Cooke, some of the greats, then Duke Ellington. Yo, I'm 
Me, I'm like a open book, so I like to get influenced and inspired by like a lot of everything. Like Gloria Estefan or Mark Anthony even influenced me, you know? Sure, sure. So, so man, I'm just kind of, kind of like, like, um, even I went to a concert last night of my homie named Masego. He's a musician. He's an artist that's out right now. And that dude inspires the shit out of me just yeah. because he's so incredible and I just look at to other people for inspiration mostly all the time. You know, you mentioned Miles Davis. I mean, that dude, a long time ago when I was in college, I took music theory and, and I took a music theory class and our my, my instructor was just really, really huge Miles Davis fan. That guy was one of those really weird, like, he was so brilliant, he was weird. You know what I mean? There's that, there's that thing about brilliant people, like, like Michael Jackson had that thing going on with him. Um, some of the real elite performers and musicians have that weirdness about them. I mean, almost like it's almost like genius IQs have that little weirdness about them. And Miles Davis is one of them. Yeah, bro, it's just one of those things you never know. Like, you know, I don't really know. Like, yeah. I feel like big people get gifts from God, and yep. and you know, just 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 react however it may react. So. That's my take on that. You ever heard of a guitar player named Stanley Jordan? Yeah, I've heard of Stanley Jordan. Amazing. Amazing jazz guitar player. Right. Yeah, man. Check yeah, him out. It's funny. I was playing other instruments, and I didn't stick with the guitar technically until probably about like five or six years ago. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was around, but I just didn't, I just didn't pick it up. But David Williams, he used to play for Madonna and Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. He kind of gave me the basics of that. And I was really, um, I just kind of fell into it after that, man. And God bless his heart. He's passed yeah. since now, but really influenced me as playing the guitar. That's great that he was able to share that, 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 that talent with you that you, uh, you know what I'm saying, before he left us, man. That was pretty cool. Right, right. It really is, man. So what are your goals for 2019, man? We're almost at 2019. 2019 to me is about to be like the year. And everybody says that shit, but like seriously, like what I'm looking at for 2019 is I want to start back on tour, doing shows, and just being out in the music space touching people and feeling people and vibing. I just figure as I'm a musician, my lifestyle is a musician, and my love is music. I want to share it with people and be out there. So we're we're getting a little, we're getting beats. We're getting ready to start doing like rehearsing with full bands. I'll probably start with like acoustic, me and the guitar, or me and the keys, or whatnot, and just do some things from like branded shows around town, and then down like around home and town, and then like. My goals put this music out and push it by doing shows everywhere. Yeah, man, I love that. Let me ask you one yeah. question, and then I'm going to let you talk about your social media. But but you, you, I can just tell this by talking to you. You're really into creativity and and creating songs from nothing to to final products. So I have a question for you. What would you rather do? What what what, what brings you more enjoyment? Writing and creating a song or performing that song in front of people and for people when it's finished? Um, I like the way you said that. <laughs> I asked that question. Somebody asked me that kind of 
the other day was like, which one do you like? If I had to choose more, I think it's the performance part of it. Mm-hmm. It's the cre- creating the performance and show because it's like the full spectrum of it. Like, like these days, yeah, I can write a song, we produce a song, we can put it on streaming, never really have a music video or anything, just be a good damn song and, and whatnot. And it can just ride forever, but I'm a firm believer that like, when you create the song, when you perform it, and you get the reaction of the people, then you get a chance to give them everything. Meaning that, like, you get a chance to give them an idea of what you were talking or how you see, and plus, you get a chance to connect with them by touching people and seeing what their reactions are. Mm. You, you, like, you don't know sometimes how it feels to, to, um, to connect on something like that until you put it in front of people. And the way I'm trying to like do my whole thing is that I can write, I write musicals. I was writing a song before, I was I was producing a song before I, um, before we started talking in the studio. I'm in the studio right now. And I just do a lot of shit. So most of the songs, probably like 75% of my songs, no one hears but like me and publishing management, that type of stuff, or my friends. So like me giving the music out is a way for people to tell me what they want to hear from me, and then I just give it to them. Great answer, man! Really, really good answer. Um, <laughs> there's not a right or wrong answer about that. It was just I like how you answered it. It was, it was really good. Um, you, you know, me, music is therapy, man. Music to me is medicine. Um, it really because there's you know I mean somebody like I'll, I'll use you for example. So when you create a song and then you get out there and you play for it, you can actually literally save somebody's life with music. Somebody could be going through depression, anxiety, they can be having just a miserable chapter in their life, and a song, something as simple as a song, can pull somebody like that out of out of depression and, and actually change the whole course of their lives. True, true, dude. I'm, I'm, I totally know that's what, that's what drives me, so yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. All right, man. Look, I enjoyed talking to you, man, because uh, I can just tell you're somebody who takes their, their, their craft very seriously, so I, I admire and respect people like that. Um, you're a busy dude, man. you got a lot of really good things going. I wish you the best of luck, man. Before I let you go, I want to give you an opportunity to tell the listeners out there where they can follow you on your social media, where they can buy your music, that whole nine. Yeah, you're. So you can follow me on all. I'm on all streaming platforms. If you want to get directly to me, go to my Instagram. I'm at itpn, like an iPhone, but itpn. And um, there you can hit the link in my bio, and it'll take you literally to wherever you want to see me at. If you want to hear me on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Tidal, Amazon, Google Play, etc. These are. We got Deezer overseas. Yeah. It's so cool. Nice. <laughs> uh, or you can follow me on, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those general stuff. Or you can see my stuff on YouTube, bro. I don't care. Just whatever you do, just go to iKikian or you just you can go to any of those things and see. And if you leave me a comment, I, I'll, I'll, um, or send me a DM, I'll, um, I'll respond. There it is, man. Well, look, I appreciate you doing this, man. And when you got some new stuff, some new stuff to talk about, I want you to get back on. We'll do a follow-up. Nice, bro. I'm down with that. So it was a really good show with you guys, man. Appreciate it, bud.